Life's fake great, now what? I'm Dr. Trish Lee. Welcome back for another episode of Porn Brain Rewire. This is an important episode for me. I know I probably say that every single time, but what we're talking about is if you feel like your life is great, but you still have a porn habit in the mix, then we need to dive into some elements of that fake great. Um, If your life's not great at all, this still applies to you. If you're like, this episode isn't for me because my life's not even fake great. Well, I want everybody out there to have an actually great, awesome, completely on purpose, rocking out your best life, life. So that's what this episode's about. But I came up with the term fake great a long time ago during a very challenging time in my life. And, you know, people go, hey, Trish, how you doing? And I'd be like, I'm fake great. How are you? It's pretty wild how nobody stopped me to ask me why I was fake great instead of great. Nobody wants to hear your pain and your turmoil, right? So, but if you've known me, you know, transparency is an important thing for me. So I came up with fake great and there's some stories there that the besties could tell you during some of those fake great moments. Um, Anyway, it became my saying for a little while and thankfully I'm no longer fake great because I did what I needed to do to get back to being great. So that's what we're going to talk about. And there's a few different things that inspired me for this episode. So here's what we're going to talk about. Number one is, you know, people tell me I had the perfect life, but then my, my wife found out about my porn habit. My girlfriend found out about my porn habit. That's fake. Great. My friend, it might've felt great, but if there was a porn habit in it the whole time, it's fake. Great. Number two, so we're going to talk about that. Number two, and, and actually the number two thing is that someone said to me in a meeting the other day is that they said, you know, you and your hubs have a perfect relationship. And I'm like, no, we have an amazing relationship now. And before us kind of going on this self-recovery journey independently and healing journey in our relationship, which was very messy and muddy for a very long time. Before that, I thought we had a perfect relationship. I honestly did. And that's why this fake rate was so important to me because I thought it was perfect, but it was false. I'll just say it that way. Then it got totally like a shitstorm. So it was fake rate to the world and just really difficult for me. But then as I moved through that, I've gotten to amazing, nowhere near perfect, but now we have skills and we can approach things in a totally different way than we did before. So I'm going to talk about that. And so then in that progression, so stay with me on that because that's really important. And then in this episode, I'm going to talk about, I was on social media and I saw a post. I'm never on social media. I was on there for something. And I saw a post by someone who's an esteemed professional who's followed by a lot of people. And they have a lot of posts about healing and recovery. And one of the posts was about basically like blaming your un, it felt blamey to me. So this is my perception, of course, blaming your unhealed parents for your mess. And then the next post was, you know, if you're unhealed, you have all the power to heal yourself. And I wanted to dig into that because intergenerational trauma and breaking this whole legacy effect of whatever junk you have going on 
and especially if it's porn consumption or anything sexual in nature, we need to dive into that. And so I wanted to talk about that because uh, honestly, it chapped my arse just a little bit. And when things chat my arse, it's usually because I think there's a message in there that is, and again, it's my perception, but it's a message in there that isn't being communicated in a really healing way. And then, of course, last is going to be your brain hack strategy for the day on how to stop fake great. Think about your relationship. See if it's false perfect. See if you're in the in the mess of the fake great. And that's what you tell people because you're not great at all, but you're working on it. Or if you're moving past all of it into a truly amazing life that's healing and, and it's not all the way healed because it never can be, but you're in process for the rest of your life. Okay. So that's going to be the brain hack at the end. Okay, so let's dive into uh, first, what is false perfect in uh, in your life and in your relationship? So when I was young, you've heard me talk before um, that I definitely was the black sheep of the family. So unironically, I have a child who's the total black sheep of our family. Um, but, you know, as the black sheep, I never felt like I fit in. And still to this day, and if my sisters or brothers watch this, they'll probably be mad. But the way that I see it is they all have very similar relationships to in with their partners. They all have very similar relationships, which are very similar to the relationship of my parents. Did you follow me? So my parents have a codependent relationship where there's a lot of enmeshment. There's it's intertangled like. You know, they don't really have strong self-identities and they haven't for a really long time. And it's problematic for sure. And they're just ignoring it because in my family, in my family of origin, as we call it, we just ignore conflict. It makes it easier. But as I was growing up, as conflict would come to, in, to, my, in, to me or, you know, it'd land in my lap, I've trained myself to approach and engage, which is going to be one of your brain hack strategies for the day. But... I've taught myself, okay, there's conflict. No, I don't want to have to have conflict, but I do. So since there's conflict, I will approach and engage and resolve because nothing gets resolved unless you know how to approach and engage in an emotionally healthy way. So my relationship was like my parents originally. It was false perfect. No conflict because there was never any approaching and engaging and you know, my husband wanted to approach and engage when he felt that conflict. And then what happens is it just brews contempt for each other because ultimately you're not on purpose in your life because you're defaulting to this medium mode. And a way that I talk about it is, and my parents still do it. My parents will watch Dancing with the Stars at night. But here's the issue. Neither of them actually like Dancing with the Stars. So... They're watching it because it's a middle ground. And my husband and I, I found us doing that all the time. We'd be watching some movie and I'm thinking, this man doesn't want to watch that movie. I don't want to watch it. Why are we watching it? He wants to be watching some violent action-y movie. And I want to be watching a lovely rom-com. And so sometimes we'll, you know, we will compromise and watch things together. But it became the default mode where anytime we watched something, it was something neither of us cared about. And I've been working on that. And, and the TV show is just one easy example about that. But what I've taught myself to do is in in my entire life, when something doesn't feel good, I move towards it. That's why I'm moving towards these posts, because it didn't feel good. And I thought I'm going to move towards this instead of away in a healthy way, approach and engage. So that's what the false perfect was. 
My relationship was like my parents, like my family's, so I fit in, except for it did not make me feel good because they're actually emotionally immature, unhealthy patterns. But I didn't know that much as I kept learning. And that might be where you are. You might just be fitting in your family, but in your heart, you don't feel settled. And you don't know why. It's just the default mode of the programming of your family isn't working for you. False perfect. And now if you are self-soothing with porn, we know there's a shame element to it. And so let's just say you have a false perfect relationship but there's porn in in the mix and you're not being honest with your partner, which brews shame, then it can't be perfect. That's false perfect because you're not being honest. You're not being your true self. You can't have a perfect relationship unless all the cards are on the table. And there's no such thing as a perfect relationship, but you can't have a healed relationship unless the cards are on the table. And that doesn't mean you have to give every single nitty gritty about yourself, but it does mean you have to share the important parts. And you've probably heard me say before, it's like the board game of life. In a relationship, we think we have one board game and our relationship is the board game, but we don't. We have two board games. Your spouse, your girlfriend, your partner has one board game of life with rules and goals and outcomes and happiness. And you have a different board game which provides you happiness and you have your own rules. But each of those board games has overlapping rules if you're going to be in a relationship, primarily parenting, money, and sex. But there could be other things, food. You eat the similar foods. Um, you enjoy some of the same activities, but your partner enjoys some activities without you and you should enjoy some activities without your partner. And there's respect there. So there's shared rules across the board game. But if you have just one board game and you're kind of like going with it and there's these unwritten rules that's making nobody happy, that's a false perfect life. And it might be time to shake it up and move through the conflict and the difficulty of fake great to get you to the other side of an amazing life. And to be able to do that, porn's got to go. So what is the fake great? Fake great is you say to yourself, I actually have a problem with porn. I cannot stop watching it. It's a dependency, a compulsion, an addiction, whatever you want to call it. It's a problem, especially if you realize it absolutely has an impact on your brain performance, on your brain health, on your relationship, on your work, on your motivation, your focus, your children. It touches every aspect of your life, whether you know it or not. So if you can see that, you might be more motivated to do the difficult thing to approach and engage and get over the hump of not being able to put porn behind you. Now, this is the place where I'm going to tell you about the 90-day program that I offer. And if you don't want to get into my program, most people need to be in a program. So I have, I think there's over 700 free videos on YouTube at the recording of this podcast. 700 videos to help you. And I get emails from people every single day thanking me for those that free content to be able to help them. And they're done. They're out of the woods on this thing. Most people benefit from a program that moves them through the beginning, the middle, and the end of what is definitely a process that falls out in the same or similar way for most people. And that's because porn addiction and all the pieces that come with it are like a puzzle. 
Some people's puzzle has 50 pieces in it. Some people's puzzle has a thousand pieces in it, but many of the pieces are the same pieces. In the 90 day program that I offer, we explore all thousand pieces and then you decide which ones are the important ones for you and you put those puzzle pieces in place. If you are not able to do that alone, we have coaching that goes along with that program for the support that you need to move through the program, implement all the strategies, put those puzzle pieces in place to be able to move to the other side of it. Within 90 days or 90 days later, you know which puzzle pieces you need help with. That's the deal in the 90-day program. It's an unwire, rewire, hardwire program. And the reason I want to share it here is because the next thing we're going to talk about in this podcast is an unwire and a rewire aspect. So we have to unwire patterns from the past. You might not even see your patterns from the past. You might need help digging into them. So like the pattern of not approaching conflict. And another thing I've been told in my in my recovery journey is that I've been taught to misgrade the levels of things that are happening in my life. So something big happens, but I grade it as something that's lower that so I just deal with it instead of going, no, that's a big thing that needs to be addressed. And that's because the big things were never addressed because conflict was not allowed. So now I know I grade things better. I'm like, I need to approach and engage on this because this is bigger than it seems. Even though I can handle it, doesn't mean I should approach and engage. So that is an unwire process. At the same time, it's a rewire process in yourself. And we're going to dig into that in a second. But then that is the, the, there's many, many, many of them in the 90 day program. It gives you the tools that you need in a systematic synergistic, they all work together formula. And when you couple it with brain training, which I teach you to do in the 90 day program, you get success that you couldn't if you were doing it alone or just using the videos on YouTube. YouTube videos is like the library. It complements the program that moves you through. The program's like a university class. You start it, you move through it, and at the end, you know what you're doing. Okay, so get in the 90 day program if you are serious about putting false, perfect, and fake great behind, but it might stir the pot for you a little, and it's designed to. You got to stir the pot so that you can work through it. Okay, let's move on to this post that I'm talking about. So basically it said something to the effect that, and it had like lots of um, screens that you would swipe, but it was something basically about like, if you're wounded, it's probably because you are the child of an unhealed parent, an emotionally immature parent. And so it was the signs that, you know, your parent is emotionally immature and the signs are that, you know, they yell, that they don't talk about big issues with you. They pretend that the issues aren't happening, that their mood is unstable. You don't know which version you're going to get. And so it kind of listed that, but it's like, you know what, if you are the product of an emotionally immature, unhealed parent, it's not your fault. Do your work but it had a blaming element to it. Then the next post is, you know, you can use neuroplasticity to heal yourself and become more emotionally mature. You have the power to do that, recognizing this within yourself. But now here's the discongruency. And honestly, I'm not articulating it as well as I should be, but the discongruency is if you're going to look at the unhealed parts of yourself and try to heal them, 
you are forgiving yourself for not knowing what you didn't know. But to be able to do that, you have to be able to go ahead a generation and behind a generation. And I've done this work myself. So here's how it looks for me is that if I'm going to forgive the younger versions of myself for not being able to approach and end conflict and staying in conflict for way too long that it almost took me out, but I learned how to do that over time, I forgive those younger versions of myself. And this is gonna lead you to your brain hack for the day. It's all about forgiveness and love. And I know there's some big things in there to forgive and it doesn't feel like you can love people who have wronged you and you don't even feel like you can love yourself. So we're gonna get there. But is that when you look at those younger versions of yourself, he was doing the best he could with what he had. And this is what I tell myself. Like I think of, you know, allowing some things to happen in my life and having things done to me. And I'm like, you know what? That girl was doing the best she could with the tools she was taught from the unhealed parents. And my unhealed parents, it's not their fault. They were doing the best that they could with what they learned from their parents who, you know, were alive during depression times. So the blame comes out of it because we're all in the same boat at different levels. And this can go even as big as, you know, if your parents sexually abused you, this is a big, this is a big one. And I want to go there because I've had this conversation lately too. It's hard to forgive a parent who sexually abused you. You can't go, I forgive you. But when you think about your parent who could do that to you or even physical abuse, who does that? An unhealthy parent, an emotionally unhealthy parent is someone who who provides abuse on their own child. No healthy parent would ever harm their child. So the reason they did that is because they were doing the best with what they had. And if some parent of yours sexually abuses you, the likelihood that they were sexually abused is very high. It's in the 99 percentile. We know that from intergenerational trauma research. So the element of blame can be shifted to empathy and forgiveness because you can feel for your parent who didn't have the skills and the capacity to do right by you. They didn't want that. There's no parent who wants that. And think of the things you've done in your life that you regret that you've done. You don't want those things. You wish you could erase them. I know there's things I wish I could erase, but instead of erasing them, I look at them and go, hmm, I didn't know how to do that then. I know how to do it now. And this is what it does for you. When you lose it in today's day and age, right now, if you lose your shizer later on today and you're screaming at your kids, this is what I want you to think is, what's going on? I'm not healed. Why am I yelling at my partner right now? If you're yelling at your partner, there's an unhealed place in you. And you can forgive yourself, but you have to get the tools the, tra- the strategies, the techniques to heal your brain and yourself so you can break this intergenerational junk, as I call it. So you got to go up the ladder and forgive your parents, your siblings, your cousin, whoever you have beef with has to be forgiven through empathy and understanding that they were doing the best that they could with what they had. I know that might not be easy, but it's for you. 
not for them. The bearer of the grudge is the bearer of the burden. The person who holds the anger in their heart is the one who's got the rock tied to their ankle. And in many cases, the people you're upset with and you're holding all the pain inside are gone. They're gone. You you can release that pain. So when you look for the capacity or the lack thereof in them, you can forgive them and take that weight off your ankle and ditch it. And what that does for your brain is it breaks neurorigidity and it brings you out of that neurorigid pattern that you were stuck in. It creates more neuroplasticity to free up your brain to move and to heal. That's what we're here for. Then when you do it with yourself, you extend yourself a little grace, but you can't just go, okay, I just freaked out on my kids. Uh, you know, sorry about doing that, friend. What you have to do is, I just freaked out on my kids. What is going on with me? Which part of my life is dysregulated? What's happening in my brain? And make a new choice and do a new behavior and act in a new way and think differently, which likely if that's happening consistently, you can't do without a program or without help, which is why I'm here trying to help you do that. So you got to go up the ladder. And if you have children, you have to go down the ladder. So let's move into your brain hack strategy. One of the brain hack strategies is find the, find all the people who've hurt you. And I know that might be difficult to do. Write it down, do a historical dig, and then try to find the reason they would ever do that. It's going to be a capacity, a lack of emotional maturity. That is the reason that people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people is the saying. The only way a person can hurt another person is if they're hurt. They are projecting their wounds and it happens intergenerationally most times. So find that, find their capacity and find that in yourself. If your capacity is the same as theirs, make a vow to improve it and increase it and to grow your action up and to become more emotionally mature. How do you do that? New thinking, new action, new behaviors, new feelings, feel the feelings and change what you do. And if you don't know how to change it, go into my YouTube videos, 700 of them with brain hacks that you can start applying. Join my program because it outlines it. Synergistically, they stack to get you where you need to go fast. So forgive yourself for the lack of capacity right now. If your kids are doing something that is less than stellar, and I have a lot of kids, I have one who's kind of caught in a little bit. Actually, I have a few that are caught in spirals. Some are breaking out of them a little bit easier than others. I extend grace to that child and I'm attempting to co-regulate and I'm here for that child. And I think of her as little Trish. I think of my parents as older me. This is one of your brain hacks. So think of your parent as you, if you were to grow up just the way that you were when you were young with just their conditioning, because they conditioned you to act in the way that you're acting but you have to reparent yourself and you have to recondition yourself. That's what my program's about. It's to teach you to act and think and behave and feel in a new way. So you don't end up as a carbon copy of your parents. You end up in an amazing life that you're creating for yourself. It's not false perfect. It's not fake great. It's awesome rocking out your best life. So think of that. All the people who've hurt you, find the lack of capacity, find how you've hurt yourself or other people, forgive all those people by increasing your empathy, which we know is very low when people are caught in a porn habit. When you do that, you're also having empathy for your kids who might 
you know, you feel aren't doing right by you. They're trying their best too. You're trying your best, but you're going to try harder by learning more. So that moves us also onto our brain hack strategy of making sure that, you know, it's tri-directional, not it's a three-way ladder, not just, you know, you're going to forgive yourself and not go up the ladder and down the ladder. Okay. So false, perfect, fake, great. Moving on to a healed relationship. Healed relationship means, healed life means you're gaining those skills and you have the skill set to continue to always gain more skills. You have reflection, you have self-regulation, and you know what you need to do anytime something comes at you. That is a really, really powerful brain hack strategy to keep moving forward. Okay. I hope this helps you out. So my life is far from perfect, but it is a work in progress and it does keep progressing. And that is what I want for you, my friend. All right. So if you need help, please go over to my website, drtrishley.com. Check out all my programs there. The 90 day program is listed. And if you're not ready to commit to the comprehensive program at the bottom is the introductory program. And as always, control your brain or it'll control you.